Welcome to another episode of the No Degree Podcast. I'm your host, Janayat Iqbal. On the second episode, we have Andre Hartley. I have known Andre for over 20 years. We were actually in the same second grade class and are still best friends to this day. He has a wealth of knowledge, and I know you'll get a lot of value from his story today. Hey, everyone. I'm your co-host, Andre Hartley. I've worked in the accounting field for quite a bit of time, and I will give you the inside scoop for one of the most common jobs in the accounting industry that doesn't require a degree, a bookkeeper. Stay tuned and enjoy the episode. Welcome to today's episode of the No Degree Podcast. I'm here with my co-founder, Andre Hartley, who's going to teach you everything you need to know about being a bookkeeper. So Andre and I have been working on nodegree.com for the past five years. We've had a lot of ups and downs. The site has changed ideas. We've had a lot of arguments. Thankfully, they weren't anything too crazy where <laughs> we bounce ideas off of each other. Right. So it's been a fun ride. And, you know, we're here today, finally really getting the groove of our podcast and really looking to help those without college degrees really navigate the world. So what's up, Andre? What's going on, Janan? How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. It's a hectic day. We had some issues recording before, but thankfully yes, we got it working. Tons of issues. But yeah, we got it all worked out. So let's get this going. You were a bookkeeper for a couple of years in the past. So what exactly is a bookkeeper and what do they do? Okay. So basically a bookkeeper is just someone who records the financial affairs of any type of business. Uh, it doesn't matter what type of business it is. They just record the financial affairs. So any money coming in, they must record that and any money going out expenses, income, otherwise translated as debits and credits for those of you who are accountants out there. Okay, cool. So what type of bookkeeper were you? So specifically, I was just kind of the run of the mill. I did all sorts of different things because I worked with a business that did not have any accounting department prior. So we kind of built it from the from the ground up. Shout out to business himself, Phil Weissman, owner of MicroOptics. So basically what I did there was I was a staff accountant. So this business in particular was a business that had a manufacturing end and a service end. This is important in bookkeeping and just anyone who works in business in general, because you must know the industry that you work in and the type of business that you are recording on the books. Service type of jobs are recorded differently manufacturing type jobs, or if you're selling certain items, they're all recorded differently. So it all depends. Okay. So I see that a bookkeeper can sort of work for any organization. What's sort of the same for a lot of organizations? Like here are the few things that really don't change, or here are the basics that you need to know. Like how, how did you learn the stuff about bookkeeping and what sort of got you into it? Basically, I come from a family of bookkeepers. My mother did bookkeeping in Jamaica and my older sisters also did bookkeeping and accounting. So naturally I fell into it. Um, I love numbers and I just like to organize and prepare things and understand how a business runs in general. Just in case I wanna open up a business myself, as you can see, it's very important to have this mindset. It creates very good habits for anyone. Naturally, I got into business and accounting. Oh, interesting. So yeah. shout out to Andre. He actually does the bookkeeping for nodegree.com. So I have to send him all the expense reports <laughs> and everything. And he does a great job. So whether you're launching your own business or you want to work for a company, bookkeeping is a very important skill to yes, have. It's essential, people. And if you're thinking of starting a business, make sure that you focus on the accounting and the bookkeeping, the tax preparation. That stuff causes a lot of businesses to fail at the beginning. 
or somewhere down the line. You want to make sure that those things are intact from the beginning. Great advice. I've seen a lot of businesses who haven't done their accounting properly. And when they do hire someone to do do it, they have to pay a lot more. And sometimes it's too late, right? They're already in trouble with yeah, the IRS. They're, right, they're already too late. And this is honestly because they didn't, they skimped out on the bookkeeper. <laughs> it can be as simple as that. Like a bookkeeper is essential to the organization. Because as I said in the beginning, they record all the financial transactions of the company. Like this is the bedrock. This is everything that happened uh, throughout the year, throughout the, the quarter, the period, whatever the case may be. These are the people that you need to record everything correctly. So you get taxed properly. You don't get, you know, uh, certain liabilities because you have too much income or you didn't expense this or any type of tax guidelines that you didn't follow for payroll, et cetera. So the bookkeeper will make sure to keep all of that in check. Okay. How does someone get started in bookkeeping? Honestly, uh, many people before had the idea that you had to get an accounting degree. And that's not necessarily the case. You can become a bookkeeper by getting courses online. You can go to any community college these days, have certificates in bookkeeping in which you will learn the very basic. Yeah, you'll learn the basics of bookkeeping and some of the advanced things. Uh, And when it comes to college, you know, the accounting degree teaches you this at the beginner level. But yeah, just to, if you want to focus strictly on bookkeeping, I would suggest getting a certificate from one of the community colleges or online courses. Yeah, especially we'll have something in the show notes. There are so many courses online nowadays, and some of them are even free. There are a lot of decent courses on YouTube, I assume, right? Yeah, tons of courses on YouTube that are free from a lot of people that just like to share this information. Part of going along and learning bookkeeping, you should also probably learn QuickBooks. Those are one of the main things that you should probably learn. So, so what is QuickBooks for those of for those people that don't know? So QuickBooks is what you would be recording all of these financial transactions into. And they are it's it's a great software because it takes all this information that you input as a bookkeeper and it creates reports, financial statements, uh tax statements, tax guidelines, follows tax guidelines so that you don't necessarily have to do this on your own. It helps the bookkeeper in in, in short. So are there any other tools that pe- sort of businesses use? Uh, they have a few. They have uh, some cheaper options. If those of you who are you know just starting your business and you might not have or need QuickBooks or have the resources to pay for QuickBooks, you can get other software like Account Edge, which is much cheaper. It's what I actually used when I was helping Phil Weissman out. It's great software. They all do the same thing. The only difference is technical support per se. And they all have great technical support, but QuickBooks has, you know, slightly better because they're just a bigger company. But those of you starting out small business, I do suggest Account Edge. It's a great software to use. Okay, cool. Thanks for sharing that. So in your opinion, what's what makes a good bookkeeper? What type of person would make a good bookkeeper? Someone who's honestly organized and somewhat analytical and someone who just can look at a pair of rules and just apply it. Simply put, it, it's not something that requires too much critical thinking, but it requires a lot, a great deal of just preparation and organization. Okay. That's one of the keys to bookkeeping. Okay. Like you must have great, you know, attention when it comes to detail. Okay. So yeah, attention. Comes, yeah. Detail is very important because one minor mistake can cause a complete different number to occur in your books. And you don't want that. That can create tons of problems in future periods and tons of liabilities it can create. It's it's just a nightmare. So it, it's very important to focus on detail. And yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So what 
like how would someone if they're already a bookkeeper how would they become a even better bookkeeper like what what should they learn what other skills should they look into if someone's a bookkeeper and they're excelling at bookkeeping they should start to delve into like other other areas so maybe basic tax preparation cost accounting cost accounting is a good one especially if you work for a manufacturer yeah that's that's really it because bookkeeping is one of those things that once you become a master at it it's only keeping up with whatever financial rules or guidelines are in your state or country. That's that's really all it is at that point because the rules are are set. So if you can just keep that up, you'll be fine. So I would suggest getting into other areas. So basic tax, cost accounting, and whatever financial, you know, accounts payable, accounts receivable, just really start knowing those things, just the flow of a business. Okay. That's cool. So one, I guess one good thing about being a bookkeeper is that you can always move to a different industry if you're tired of your current role or you're, you want a different challenge. And the fact is that a lot of the experience translates to other industries. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, definitely. You can go into any industry. Any industry will need a bookkeeper. doesn't matter what it is. And yeah, like, like you said, different industries require different skill sets. If you're more of a manufacturing company, you're going to be doing mostly cost accounting and you need to know how those you know, work in progress accounts and all those accounts affect the books. If you're working, you know, strictly for a retail company, you need to, you know, know exactly how much the the cost of goods sold, you know, all that, all the book, everything will be different. So it's just important to know what industry you're in, what industry you want to work in, and you can move on from there. Okay, cool. So who would you say would make a bad bookkeeper? Like what this type of person should stay away from this area just because, right, everybody can't do everything. Right. Yeah. So as I mentioned before, um, a detail oriented person would be a great fit to be a bookkeeper. But also with that being said, it's a very regimented job. If you're someone who really needs to be doing something different every single day or needs to be out of the office every so, it might not be the field for you. It's more, yeah, it's definitely more regimented. It's it's mostly slow pace until, you know, certain quarterly endings where you need to get the numbers out. But I would suggest someone who's looking for more of excitement or less regiment, more, you know, unpredictability to not be a bookkeeper. Okay. Makes sense. So if you need to really be out and about, if you like sales, you like talking to people, bookkeepers right. really in the office. Right. Back-end. Yes. They're, they're mostly back end. Right. Same as, you know, people who work in taxes, there's some, if, if you work for a corporation in taxes, mostly back end, unless you know, you own your own business, which is what bookkeeping can lead into. That's when you start to get more face-to-face contact. Okay, perfect. So you mentioned QuickBooks, Account Edge, and all these other tools. Now, what are some other, other than the accounting software, what other software? Do you use Microsoft Excel on a regular basis? Like what other things or software is good for a bookkeeper to know? Excel, Excel, 100%. Like everyone needs to know Excel. I can't stress this enough. It can save so much time in your day just by knowing Excel. It can save, especially as a bookkeeper, that's a regimented job. But for any of you, for anyone who likes to honestly just have their work running in the background and kick back with your feet up, <laughs> you can literally do that if you know Excel well enough and you want to do bookkeeping. Because it's so regimented, you can program Excel to just input certain fields for you that you can then import at the end of the, at whatever period you're in and you're all set. It's, it's as simple as that. When it comes to bookkeeping, Definitely know Excel. It's number one. And then once you start to know Excel well enough, start to learn macros and get into, you know, more of the more automated tasks that you need to do when it comes to bookkeeping. 
Yeah. So as someone who's worked with Excel, I've seen people who worked with it for years and they really didn't learn much and things that took them hours could have easily been done in a quarter of the time had they tried to learn the software more. And the good thing about it is Excel is one of the most widely used softwares out there. So just by knowing Excel opens you up to so many different opportunities. And the fact is you could have things either done in weeks or you could finish it in a couple of days just because you know some formulas and just yeah. knowing what's available to you. Right. Yeah. That's, that's exactly the case. And like I said, being a bookkeeper is very regimented. Sometimes you make the same entries every single week, every single month. Like if you can start to know Excel and, you know, these languages that allow automation like Python, your job can become very easy. It allows for you to do other things such as learn about t basic tax preparation, which goes hand in hand with bookkeeping or learn about certain cost manufacturing ways of accounting, which also goes very well with, with bookkeeping, you know, uh, basic rules for accounts receivable, accounts payable. It just, you can learn so many other things with Excel. So just make sure people, you learn it, take basic courses, start on YouTube. It's all free. You know, you know, we always give you the free stuff here at no degree, cheapest way possible yeah. with, with, with quality. So yes, yeah, so you can start with YouTube. You can use cons Academy. There's many ways to learn Excel. So make sure you learn that people. Yeah. And as you emphasize, especially in this day and age, there are so many free resources, right. even the paid ones. Some of them are only like 10, $20 and you learn so much. And if you're using a free resource or paying like 10 to $20 to buy a course, but you're getting a job that you make more than a hundred, 200 more a week is definitely worth the investment. So just do, do your research. There's so much out there that you could really use to expand your skills. So Absolutely. now we're, we're talking about a little about money. So how much does a bookkeeper typically make? Like what's the range? Uh, the range can go from about, you know, $20 an hour to $26 an hour, even higher, depending on the corporation or the company you work for. But it tends to be in that range, uh, 50K for depending on the state, et cetera. Okay, cool. And the other benefit of a bookkeeper is I come across a lot of, I go to a lot of networking events, meet a lot of entrepreneurs. I see a lot of people offering bookkeeping services. So that's something you could definitely do because yeah. you can offer your own bookkeeping service. Yep. Yep. It, it's, it's very popular. And it can lead to a very convenient lifestyle. As I said, you remember mentioning the, you know, the, the repetitive entries that you need to make? Well, guess what? You don't even need an office to do this job. You can start your business as a bookkeeper and be hundred percent virtual. You know, you can, you can do this from your bedroom, just bookkeeping and have it automated if you know what you're doing. So it's definitely a good feel for people to look into. Yeah, I know some bookkeepers, they actually travel, right? Right? They'll have a set. Once you get a set amount of clients that you're doing good work for, they'll yeah. go live in other countries for several months and they'll get their work right. done. So it's one of those things. It's like once you know <laughs> what you're doing and you know how to get clients and you have a steady flow of income, you have a lot more freedom because think about it. You could become a bookkeeper in one state in a different country serving U.S. clients. Right. You could in any state in the country. So it's a, it's definitely a good career. And so bookkeepers sometimes a little more entry level or so what are some of the next steps? What are some other opportunities that open up once you have the bookkeeping experience? Like what are some different directions you can go? As I mentioned before with the, uh, with the, with the tax. Yeah. That would probably be the next step to sort of move into tax preparation, uh, understand taxes because they go hand in hand. A lot of the bookkeeping you do will relate to some number, which will be taxed <laughs> they, at the end of the day, like tax will be somehow linked to it. So if you can help your clients, 
you know, they can't avoid it. Eventually, they're going to have to deal with tax. So if you can be the one-stop shop for them, you can do their bookkeeping and you can handle their tax work, bam, you have a client for life. They're going to they'll be fine with you. Okay, cool, cool. So now let's go back to your boss, Phil, that you worked for. So what, what, how was the day-to-day like? How was, how was it working under for a small microscope company that, right, a lot of people, there aren't that many microscope companies. So it's like, how was it? It must have been interesting. In New York City, he's... It's, it's it's pretty much a monopoly, I would almost say. It's it's such a niche business. He what he did was he he runs a a microscope store shop, I might say. Uh, and what he does is he rents these microscopes out and he sells them to schools, colleges, biology labs, uh, just people who want them. Anyone can buy a microscope from other states, wherever it may be. Not only did he sell these microscopes, he would also build some of them or he would fix microscopes. So there were a great deal of parts and manufacturing involved in the job as well. So it was a very interesting place to work to get kind of your hands on multiple sides of accounting and just business flow in general. You know, I started off, I walked in there and they didn't really have a real accounting system. That was my title at first. I was going to be the accounting implementation specialist. (laughs) Very compact name or, (laughs) but that's what I was supposed to do. So that's when I you know, started reviewing software. I got into QuickBooks. I, every software you can think of, I was reviewing, breaking down, just seeing if I could possibly you know, work with it. They were all similar. They all had their perks. They all had their pros, their cons, but I ended up going with AccountEdge. It was cheaper and this was a small business just starting off. The first thing I had to do was go back a few years and input all of this stuff, input all these financial transactions. So for all the, the people who know accounting, this included debits and credits. Credits being income, debits meaning minus, which is expenses. So that's all it was, going back and forth year after year, totaling, figuring out you know, what the present day value would be. Then afterwards, after I did that, we got the system up and running and, and present. Now it was time for one of the big, big steps, inventory. Now, yeah, and all the steps I'm naming here are not just only bookkeeping, but just a staff accountant in general. Like when, when, when you asked me earlier what you can kind of get into, when I say get into tax work and getting to all these different things, that's transitioning into what you would call, you know, a staff accountant, someone who's there who just knows accounting. You don't necessarily have to have a degree, but you know, you, you can't sign off on any returns per se, but you can be the accountant there. No problem. If you have the experience, what the case was, yeah. So once everything was present, it was time for inventory. That included, you know, all the items I had to, we had to figure out the cost because this is very important as a bookkeeper because every sale they make, you need to know what the cost was so that you can figure out the income. Basic stuff as a bookkeeper that you should know. So we would get all these whole items on the inventory. Then it was time to get the manufacturing, the parts, the basic parts, all these thousands and thousands of little items. We had to sit there and count them and figure out the the value of each and have that on the books. It was, it was, it was crazy. But it took out it took weeks, months, so many times. So okay. So one thing I really liked was that you came in as a bookkeeper and you sort of created your own role. Like you kind of said you showed that you were a good be- bookkeeper, but that you were not only that, that you yeah. sort of he probably he didn't have an I he probably didn't even know he needed a staff accountant. Yeah. Right. He, didn't he, know. he had no idea. It transitioned. I tr- literally transitioned to into a staff accountant, created a an accounting department essentially. And he gave you a raise? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Got so, a raise, a great raise too. You know, Phil, Phil always paid well, great guy, compensating me well. He always saw the value in what I was creating. 
which is very important to me because it, it, it incentivized me to kind of keep researching, keep learning more. The only thing um, that I kind of did not get too deep into was taxation because I was not 100% comfortable with it at the time. But thankfully, there was a CPA next door that, you know, used to help me and I would go to him and he would explain the tax things to me that, you know, I now understand. Thankfully, now being a CPA, I understand all the stuff that I learned. But yeah, it's it was it was just the greatest learning experience from the manufacturing end, even the service end. I would go out with them, you know, to service microscopes. And that's another form of income that had to be booked. So all these things had to be recorded. And it was fun being out there understanding how these businesses worked and how they flowed. So it was interesting that, yes, you are a bookkeeper, but you were a vital role to the actual business and that you showed your value. And as a result, you got really involved with the business. You saw. So tell us more about the sort of microscope industry, because that's something that I right. We use microscopes in like elementary school and maybe high school lab. But yeah, that's what's so interesting, because, yeah, I'm pretty sure anyone listening who's been to school, they've, they've come across a microscope. And this guy was was giving it to everyone in New York City. He had <laughs> it was amazing. That's all I could say. He had a deal with every school in, in DOE, man when it came to New York City. So basically he would, you know, a school would call up. They would either, he would have either sold to them already. So they would call us to come service it, which we would have guys go out and clean the microscopes, fix them, service them, make sure that everything was working correctly for the next year. Or they would buy scopes. It was a very interesting field, chemistry professors. And what's great about it is come across so many different people. You meet Tons of professors, scientists, all sorts of teachers, principals. You meet all sorts of people, strange individuals. That he, we even at one point, my former boss Phil, he met Richard Pryor at, at some point. Richard Pryor is he's big time comedian for okay. big time comedian in the eighties. He met Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor was buying microscopes and scales from 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 Phil Weisman back in the eighties. <laughs> wow, that's it's interesting. I guess yeah. people have hobbies or they have things that they're passionate about. So that's the beauty of sort of being involved in small businesses. You come across a lot of interesting stories. You come across a lot of interesting individuals. And it's really all about the work you put in. And if you're smart, you could have easily just done a bookkeeper, had a bookkeeping role, done the bare minimum, did not put in the effort, and you wouldn't have really got to know your boss. But by adding the value, by really getting close, you learned so much. And how does that experience sort of help you today in the jobs you had after? Just, just so much experience. Just, well, one of the main things is honestly, just it taught me to just be able to, to learn, just work under pressure and learn. Like no one really, you know, went out there and taught me anything. I didn't have anyone to really guide me, but there's so much information out there. You can learn. It's very easy to learn. And once you have someone who can, you know, sometimes check your work every now and then, or, you know, you can, I, I used to refer to, other accountants I knew, but yeah, I had to teach myself everything. So it taught me to learn. And this job specifically, I just, it taught me how to just communicate with people. Just so many people I've, I've met with, you know, I, when I was doing this job specifically, we sold a, a microscope to Tiffany, Tiffany Diamonds, and we ended up being very close with one of the VPs there. And that's where I got, you know, my mom got her engagement ring. I got it from Tiffany. Thanks to this connection that I made. Wow. Yeah. 
that's crazy. Just a bookkeeping role, just kind of evolving into evolving something into relationships. You just meet so many people who, who need a bookkeeper or who, who work, you know, networking with the business that you work for. It's, it's an amazing role. So you mentioned like how you, your personality and your willingness to sort of learn on your own and really take things to the next level have helped you. What have you seen that sort of have held bookkeepers back? Like you've seen someone at the role and they sort of, they have stagnated. Like what's, why were they held back? Like, what would you say the few main things? Not being, you know, risky enough to just step out of their comfort zone. That's really what it was. You know, if, especially if you're working, if, if you choose to work alone, like, you know, you're a standalone bookkeeper. This is what you do. You do bookkeeping for other companies. You need to go out there and network as much as you can to get more clients. And you need to be able to keep those clients, as I said earlier, with like a one-stop shop. You need to learn other things so that they're willing to just stay with you. Because if other people are learning more, they're learning taxation, they're learning how to, you know, do manufacturing accounting, they're learning the ins and outs of accounts receivable, payable, you know, all sorts of staff accounting roles. They're going to stay with them. They, they, what's the point in, in coming to just the bookkeeper, you know? So if if you've excelled at book, bookkeeping and, you know, you have a few clients, offer them more services and have them pay a little more. After, just, you know, you just have to take the risks and just try to go out there. And if you work for a company as a bookkeeper and you stagnate, well, it's just mostly because, you know, you kind of need to just transition to maybe a staff accountant role or move up. As I said, it gets, once you get to the top of the field, you either need to branch out on your own or just get to a higher role. It's hard to kind of stick into bookkeeping and be a master these days. Okay, cool. So I see, I get a lot of messages from people who offer bookkeeping services offshore. I see sometimes it gets outsourced. So how does someone prevent themselves from getting outsourced? As you said before, that you sort of have to transition to a different role. I, yeah, well, yeah, outsourcing is definitely a big issue in the bookkeeping fields because as you, as we mentioned earlier, because you can learn and do it from anywhere, it's, uh, you know, other countries are doing it cheaper and that causes a lot of the businesses here to kind of go with them. So what you can do is just learn a little bit more. Yeah. Add a little bit more to your arsenal and they will be forced to have to keep, because although the labor is cheaper, they still make a lot of mistakes. There are errors and there are just things that you can't, you know, you get what you pay for at the end of the day. You know, there are certain laws in certain states that they just are not familiar with. So if you can just really show your value and make this point very apparent, you know, show that, hey, you'll get quality work if you go with me. You'll get efficient work and I'll offer you other services in-house. Hey, it's all about, you know, and the soft skills matter too. just, you know, learning how to speak to people, learning how to, to, to offer them a service and, you know, in a, in a very efficient way, they'll definitely stay with you. So it's just a matter of offering a nice, efficient, quick service. So going back, I know you mentioned that taxation was a part of it because businesses all pay tax, right? And it's based on the inputs you put in, the income and expenses and some other items. So what type of taxes or tax knowledge would a bookkeeper need to know? So oddly enough, all of it, like individual taxation and business taxation and even possibly even international, but that's more on the, the later side. Okay. And the good thing about taxation is, especially in the U.S., is that you can just do it. You don't need to necessarily, you don't need a degree for this. This is something that, you know, you can just apply to the government, get an EIN number, and, you know, you just fill out a few forms and you can begin doing tax preparation. 
You can become an enrolled agent. They, these are things that you can do. It, it's not a problem. If you can build a clientele, it's perfectly fine. So if you gain the knowledge, you just, and all this knowledge can be gained by tons of free sources out there, reading the internal revenue code, uh, Khan's Academy has taxation courses, anything. You can find so many. And yeah, you can begin offering your clients basic taxation, which will eventually turn into advanced as you keep doing it, as you learn more, as you get different clients, you can work under others who have been doing this a while. Yeah, it's just endless. So you can definitely get deep into taxation if you'd like to. Okay, that's cool. And shout out to Khan's Academy. I'm a big fan. Like I said, education can happen anywhere and, you know, take control of it, that School isn't the only place you learn, that people learn in different ways and take out the resources, ask people around you for help, learn from online, take these online courses, just learn, never stop learning. Cause once you stop learning, you stagnate. Right. So, you know, you work as an accountant and have there been instances and you've worked with many accountants and yeah. bookkeepers. So have there been instances where you've seen that even though someone has the accounting background, they have the degree that a fellow bookkeeper actually knows a lot more just purely due to experience or purely due to the fact that they, they realize that they had to keep learning to stay on top of things. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is, especially when it comes to, to, to degree holders, because when you go through an accounting program in college, you learn so many things that you can't really, you're not specialized in anything per se. Like you, sir, you touch on bookkeeping, you do the journal entries, but it's not necessarily something that you focus on. So if you come across a book bookkeeper who's been doing this for years, he's going to run circles around the, the guy, even if he has a degree, just off pure experience and specialization. And it happens the same way once they begin to start to, because, you know, once those guys graduate from college and then they start to specialize in something in accounting, it's, it's no different than the guy who's been specializing the whole time. <laughs> That's the reality. Like, Accounting degrees sometimes help you pick what you may want to specialize in accounting, but no, it's not necessarily needed at all. And I've seen bookkeepers who have not gone to college do way better. So just the fact is the experience is really important because it's very important. Just I'm the day to day, every day, seeing different entries, different ways that, you know, you can, you see it all. If you work for a business for a few years, you see so many different things that can happen in that business. So many different transactions, so many different new transactions that you have no idea how to book that you have to learn is it happens. And yeah, there's no way someone fresh out of college will be able to handle that. Okay. So you've given us a lot of great info regarding bookkeeping and what it takes to be a good bookkeeper. So let's start to wrap things up. What would you say is the most important thing or the most important things about being a bookkeeper? On the technical aspect of it, just know your journal entries, guys. Know your journal entries for sure. That's what the job is all about. So know the industry you're working in and know how those journal entries will apply to that industry and what you need to be booked. You're going to see tons of unknown stuff that's like, whoa, how do I book this? Or that just research and experience, you'll figure it out. It's fine. It can be solved. So that's all it is. You need to know your journal entries and be detail oriented. You know, don't put things off to the last minute. Keep notes and be very organized. You'll excel. And last but not least, just Keep the soft skills good, guys. You know, be able to communicate well. Be able to, if you have clients, be able to communicate to your clients well. Yes, you know the bookkeeping well, but they don't. So be able to communicate whatever it is that you're trying to get across to them, you know, whether it relates to taxation or just, you know, how their books are in general. Do that. If you want to take it a step further and you know QuickBooks, 
print reports for them. These all this stuff is offered in QuickBooks. All these stuff, one click away, you can create reports for your clients, and you know they don't understand how this stuff works. So make sure you focus on those things, and I guarantee you will excel. And once you do master this, like I said, branch off into many, many, many different fields. You can move into tax, cost, anything you would like, just off specialization alone. So yeah, great advice. Thank you so much for that. Well, going back, what is a journal entry? Just to, in simple terms, just so people who don't know understand what it is. So in accounting, we have a formula, assets equal liabilities, personas equity. This is an equation that must be balanced at all time. So whenever you book a transaction, there's a balance in that going on. So there's going to be a debit and a credit to make sure that, you know, that equation stays balanced. So if let's say a random transaction for business, let's say uh, we buy a truck, right? If we buy a truck, that means that there's going to be an increase in an asset, which is the truck, and there's going to be a decrease in an asset, which is cash. So the equation stays equal. So what we would have there was would be a debit to an asset truck for whatever the cost may be and a credit to our, our cash account. And for the same the same exact amount and you have a balance in that going on there, that would be one journal entry for one transaction. Now, many transactions go on a day, especially if you work in retail and you know most of them are booked automatically. But yeah, you have to go over it as the bookkeeper or the accountant. You have to make sure that everything is intact. So essentially basics. That's what a journal entry is. Okay, cool. Thanks. And I know you mentioned that you learned a lot on the job. So how'd you learn these things, right? You didn't know it. You sort of developed your own role and you moved up and increased your salary. How'd you learn these things? Like when you came across something, you had no idea, new law, how to apply this law. How'd you sort of figure it out? I would research myself. I would use, you know, I would look at the internal revenue code. I would Search my question because surprisingly enough, if you have the question, other people have it as well. And there are many, you know, top professional boards that, you know, you can ask questions on and they are site sources. This is this was the main thing for me. I would go on different boards, ask questions. They would cite their sources, explain to me why it was. Uh, I would refer that information to the CPA that worked next door, or I would ask, you know, family members, professors. It was you know, there's so many sources. So those are some of the steps I would take as the, you know, the problems got harder and more complicated. Okay, cool. All right. Thank you for all the valuable info you gave today. Andre and I will do many more podcasts in the future discussing different things. So watch out for that. And just want to thank all the fans, anyone who's listening, feel free, connect with me on LinkedIn. We're very active. We respond to messages. We're here to help you guys. Check out nodrugi.com. We have an article about being a bookkeeper and we'll have resources regarding it. So books you can buy, free courses that you can look into and even paid courses. So remember, just because you don't have a degree doesn't mean you don't have opportunity. As we always say, no degree, no problem. Nodegree.com. Thanks, guys, and hope you share and subscribe and listen to our next episode. Thanks for listening. I hope you found my experiences and insights valuable. We also have an article posted on nodegree.com that gives valuable information pertaining to becoming a bookkeeper. If you have any questions or need further guidance, feel free to drop a comment directly on the article and I will be sure to get back to you. Remember, we are here to help everyone. No degree, no problem. Another great episode. Thank you for listening. Hopefully this information is valuable and you learned a lot. Stay tuned for the next episode. 
This show is sponsored by you. No Degree wants to remain free from influence so that we can talk about the topics without bias. If you think the show is worth a dollar or two, please check out our Patreon page. Any amount is appreciated and will go towards making future episodes even better. Follow us on Instagram or Snapchat at No Degree Podcast. On Facebook at facebook.com slash no degree INC. And if you want to personally reach out to me, connect or follow me on LinkedIn at Janide Iqbal, spelled J O N A E D. Last name I Q B A L. Until next time, no degree, no problem. No degree.com. Yeah. So, you got no degree? No problem. No problem. Any problem, we can solve them. We got this. Linked insomnia keeps us evolving. Growing in the knowing. Wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. I'm going. If you didn't know, now you know. Let's sing that again, everybody. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve them. Insomnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in the knowing. The wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve. LinkedIn insomnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in the knowing. The wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. Yeah.